0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: We have a great victory to report. After your phone calls, the United States Army has reversed their punishment of a chaplain who spoke out against transgenderism. Also, Brad Dacus with Pacific Justice Institute talks about religious freedom. and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. We have a major victory to report, and thanks to you, the viewing audience, and people who subscribe to our email alerts, who made phone calls to the US Army, the Army has now reversed their decision to punish a chaplain who made private comments against transgenderism. They were gonna punish him for his religious views, but. After First Liberty Institute and our great friends, the lawyers Kelly Shackelford and Michael Berry got involved, the chaplain, Andrew Calvert, a U.S. Army major, is now not going to receive a formal reprimand, which had been threatened until we lit up their telephones. Yahoo News reports, the decision to vindicate the chaplain now clears the way for Army Major Chaplain Andrew Calvert and his record to be cleared, resulting in the possibility of even future promotions and assignments. The attorney, Michael Berry with First Liberty Institute said the following quote, we are very happy for Chaplain Calvert and we commend the army for making the right decision. No service member should ever be punished because of their religious beliefs. I am grateful for this favorable decision. The chaplain himself, Andrew Calvert issued a statement through his attorney saying the following, quote, I look forward to continue meeting the spiritual needs of the soldiers with whom I serve, end quote. Chaplain Calvert had been threatened with a career ending formal letter of reprimand. It was in response and retaliation and punishment for comments he made on his own personal social media accounts like Facebook, not speaking for the Department of Defense, uh, Chaplain Calvert responded to an article about transgenderism in the military. And he expressed his own personal religious beliefs. And in fact, he supported the policy at the time, which used to be the Department of Defense under President Trump had a prohibition against transgender confused people serving in the military. At the time of his post, Chaplain Calvert's statements were fully consistent with and supportive of existing DOD policy. But then after the fact, President Biden, in fact, on his first day in office, signed an executive order recruiting transgenders into the military, absolute nonsense, but they retroactively punished the chaplain for disagreeing with the future order by Biden. There was an investigation. An army investigator concluded that Chaplain Calvert's religious beliefs somehow violated army policy. And the army even went so far as to suspend Chaplain Calvert from his duties as a chaplain. And they were about to issue a formal reprimand. We had previously learned that they already signed the letter but now they're revoking the letter. And First Liberty and the attorneys at, with Kelly Shackelford and Michael Berry successfully appealed the reprimand likely saving Chaplain Calvert's career and his reputation. That's the news, our thanks to Yahoo News and the press report from First Liberty. You, the viewing audience, were directly involved in this. In fact, I'm thinking about making this our 14th victory, right? We've helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states, but never in Texas until now. Fort Hood received your phone calls when we published the phone number of General Robert White, a three-star general who was punishing this chaplain, he heard from you. We called the, the the commander's comment line. So many people called and left messages and through our email alerts, people contacted the army before they made this reversal. I think public pressure had something to do with this, not just the legal arguments in court. We are grateful to you and we're grateful to the Lord. We discern the spirit of God on Major Andrew Calvert. sir you are standing up for liberty. And the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 3, now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let's take a moment and pray, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name for continued liberty for people like Chaplain Calvert. God bless our troops. God bless the people who stood with us, who defend liberty by making those phone calls from time to time when we call on them, because we are winning victories and god we ask you to give us more in jesus name amen let's take a short break when we come back brad Dakus with pji
2: dr chaps will be right back with more pijn news
3: hello everyone i'm mike lindell and i want to tell everyone to get behind dr chaps ministry here in his program and you can do that by using, going to mypillow.com, using the promo code PRAYNEWS, and you're gonna save up to 66% on all my products. But more importantly, a a lot of that money is gonna go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming, and it's, uh, I just can't tell you enough. To get people to Jesus is so important, and to have ministries like this is is that it's just absolutely amazing. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also Include full 21 inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else.
1: Go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen right now to get your very own My Pillow Giza Dream Sheets. Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. Use your promo code and for a limited time, when you buy one set of sheets, you'll get another set absolutely free.
3: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com.
1: Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new, golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover, and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin, and Not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD. And then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So, you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray in Jesus' name. Please donate today when you visit our website, prayinjesusname.org. Again, that's prayinjesusname.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top, and you'll see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866 Obey God. Get yours today
0: empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're joined now at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention by a returning guest and a fan favorite, Brad Dacus with Pacific Justice Institute. Brad, you're one of the top Christian lawyers in America who are defending religious freedom, and you have an update for us about something that happened this year at the Supreme Court.
2: Yes, actually it was a a major, major victory Uh, for two reasons. First, I I'll tell you what the case is about. Uh, The the state of California, along with a number of blue states if you will, have been just tyrannical with how they've treated churches. You know, shutting them down, uh, opening up a marijuana pot shop or a liquor store, but keeping the churches shut down. Uh, This was unthinkable. So uh, we went ahead and we filed for an emergency injunction, and what makes it real incredible is that the Supreme Court took up our case. Now, to get a case before the Supreme Court, it's like a Hail Mary pass. It's like less than 1%. And it takes years. It takes years. To get an emergency injunction heard by the Supreme Court is like a Hail Mary pass across town to another stadium, okay? It's (laughs) it's so difficult. So we filed it, they took it up, and in three days, not three months, in three days, they granted the emergency injunction, binding governor gavin newsom of california the state of california santa clara county on behalf of five churches we represented saying let those churches open up and be treated equally under the law as everyone else it was a fantastic success it had ripples across the country and it's from that case that we are continuing our work to build and defend institutions of faith across america
1: well i'm excited about religious freedom but especially during the covid crisis we encourage people to voluntarily protect themselves if they need to distance and stay home uh, it's up to them but for the government to tell churches you're not allowed to worship on Sunday no assembling of more than 10-15% of your building capacity uh, that was actually discriminatory because Walmart was open Home Depot was open there were thousands of people everywhere else but not in church
2: yeah and airports for example some of them are publicly owned government-owned airports they had 100% capacity, Some of these, a lot of these airlines and the, the airports. So it was very hypocritical, You know, modes of transportation, subways. And the Supreme Court ad- addressed that. So moving forward, we're very optimistic that uh, we're going to make tr- continued progress with the courts, partly because of uh, pr- former President Donald Trump's historic appointments to the federal bench, including the Supreme Court. Uh, it, was a, it was a major shift. And we we're planning on working and building on that shift uh, through our lawsuits through, our many, through many states across the country. We have offices in uh, you know, 13 states across the United States, coast to coast, Miami to Seattle, Orange County, California to New York City. And uh, we're going to be using the, this team of attorneys to really build this momentum. I'm optimistic. I really, Dr. chapp said, I don't think we're going to see this kind of tyranny with church shutdowns uh, ever again in our lifetime with
1: the case law that I see coming out moving ahead. The the Supreme Court has now set a precedent, and I want to compare this and contrast this to what's happening in Canada. Uh, We've we've interviewed lawyers and pastors from Canada who were thrown in jail for hosting Sunday morning Easter worship in their own church. But here in America, now, and some of these cases were five to four, six to three by the Supreme Court. Thank God for the three justices appointed by Donald Trump.
2: Yeah, but for that, we would have a totally different dialogue right now. I wouldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. it'd just be dark, but because of this we were seeing a huge light at the end of the tunnel getting very very bright, uh, but we still have have cases like that are you know are, are tragic, like the pastor that we're defending in the San Francisco Bay Area who's being criminally prosecuted for having a church service. It's, it's a small church small african American church, and he's committed in his walk with the Lord, he's committed to uh, to honor God and he said you know what, we've had Easter services since for 2000 years, I'm not gonna let the government stop me. Wear the mask, do the social distancing, but we're gonna honor the Lord. He is looking at up to a year behind bars. Wow. Um, in prison. And we are representing him, in fact about 30% of our cases now across the country are criminal defense cases. And they're, the people all have something in common. They're all ministers and they're preaching the gospel and often in public places where they're they're protected under the law. Every single one is protected under the Constitution. We're having to defend those not in the former Soviet Union or Castro's Cuba, here in the United States. Criminal cases. Criminal cases. So it's not like a civil case that I I made a mistake and said criminal. No, criminal prosecution. And we just had a case out of Miami. Our attorney out of Miami did a great job. We won the case for this uh, man who's publicly preaching the gospel and uh, the good news of Christ. But uh, this is what we're seeing increasing at a very uh, alarming rate across the country. But the good news is we're stepping up and making sure we're taking on every one of them.
1: So I'm a little confused here, and and I'm just a simple country preacher, right? I I don't know as much about the law. Uh, That's why I rely on and to bring in experts like you. If the Supreme Court ruled that churches in California have religious freedom, then why would would San Francisco still be criminally prosecuting one of their own pastors?
2: Uh, Good point. They're prosecuting the pastor because they're saying at the time that he had the church service uh, that uh, he did not have permission, uh, he went against the law, and that they claimed at that time the circumstances were such that it was uh, warranted. Uh, we still had a double standard. Yeah. Uh, there was a different time, slot in time, different fact pattern, uh, but, but you're right. I think at the end of the day, if we have to appeal this to the Supreme Court, we'll get the, we'll get the charges dropped we're hoping to get it uh, nipped much earlier than that at, at the local trial level, if not before.
1: I, I read that Pastor Che uh was not only vindicated but he was awarded punitive damages and his, his church lawyers, I think it was with your friend Matt Staver, who actually got paid by the government. Yes. Are some of your lawyers end up, uh, maybe they'll get paid by the government at the end of the day for doing the right thing? Um,
2: we're we're cautiously optimistic regarding <laughs> that. Very optimistic regarding that. At the end of the day, um, yeah. especially the the major Supreme Court victory we had, uh, we're we're uh, very optimistic. And well, that's, that's important. That's very important for the government. That's a slap I mean, on
1: the wrist to governors like Gavin Newsom. Yes. Don't mess with the churches, or you're going to have to pay the churches for, right. for harassing us.
2: Absolutely. And it, it, but it's it's so important. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. What many of these states did, like California, is they gave the governors basically absolute power and boy did did we see the absolute corruption. And we're hoping also that states will learn from that moving forward, that we the people will hold these uh, governors accountable and, and give the proper controls on their powers that is so needed moving forward.
1: We need to take a short break. More with Brad Dacus. He'll talk about the Equality Act after this.
2: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
1: How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit, or from angels, or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled, How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17 part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today
0: defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again with Brad Dakis, pacificjustice.org. Brad, you've, you've grown, you, you've been on our show for now going on eight years, coming to NRB. Uh, and when you started, you were just like a one-man shop with an with a assistant. And now you have 13, 15 lawyers in 13 states. Uh, explain the growth of Pacific Justice, PJI. It's
2: been uh, incredible just in the last few years. What's happened is many people have been hearing about our cases partly through our, our media. We have the Dacus Report radio show. We have the, the Legal Edge commentary we heard on hundreds of stations across the country. Well, as people heard these, they contacted us for help. As they contacted us for help, we're getting, like, multiple requests in, like, say, Florida. Well, we have to open an office in Florida. We have too many people there needing help, too many cases. Yeah. It was just a matter of just natural growth, meeting needs, not wanting to grow for the sake of growth, but just necessity making sure that everyone got help that's our hallmark as an organization very and you don't
1: charge your clients this is pro bono christian lawyers for christian pastors
2: right and we're very unique in that we don't just cherry-pick high-profile cases I mean we make sure actually make sure that no one is left on the side of the road ever when it comes to religious freedom parents rights the sanctity of human life all across the country wherever the American flags flying.
1: now Nancy Pelosi and is the speaker in a Democrat House Democrat Senate Democrat White House they're now trying to pass something called the Equality Act. We've talked about it on this show, but it's the number one threat to religious freedom if it becomes federal law.
2: Uh, yes, exclamation mark. Definitely the number one threat. It's already passed the House. Uh, there, it's nip and tuck with the Senate. Uh, I, I believe, I'm very cautiously optimistic that um, that it will be hopefully defeated because of the filibuster remaining intact. But even then, I've heard some new Information coming out that maybe it's not as as protected the filibuster. If the filibuster's not, then it would just take 50 votes, and I could see this potentially, uh, or 51 with uh, the, the vice president voting for it. So it's a very serious concern to religious freedom. On its face, it actually truncates part of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Yeah. Uh, signed by former President Bill Clinton and almost passed unanimously by the House and the Senate. Now, uh, you're, you're looking at a whole You know, half of of the U.S. Senate, majority of the Congress, of the House, uh, not respecting religious freedom like their predecessors in their party uh, just a number of years ago. And so it's a very serious threat to religious freedom.
1: And the so-called Equality Act is actually inequality for Christians because it elevates LGBT rights above the church. Yes. For for example, it would force actual churches to open up their ladies' restroom to cross-dressing men. And the church would be punished if they don't do this.
2: Well, right. Also, with regard to employment, you know, we had a case in Duper, Wisconsin, where we have a new office in, in Wisconsin. But uh, there, we had to to sue because the, the town of Duper was saying, "You have to uh, not discriminate in your hiring of pastors and ministers, including youth pastors, when it comes to same sex sexuality relationships with the youth pastor or gender uh, identity." And, and mind you, the church is very compassionate to, to, for people, especially with gender identity dysphoria, but they should have the freedom under the Constitution to be able uh, to not have these people who are not in the bounds of the, the faith and the teachings of, of Scripture. They, the city was requiring these stations, the, the, the Christian radio station, and these three churches uh, to cave. We went in. We filed a lawsuit in federal court. We won. That little micro example would be replicated all across the country with the Equality Act was passed. Another example is defending a woman who works for Border Patrol, being told she has to be willing to share the locker room and shower and be naked in front of a man, a biological man, who has gender identity dysphoria. Who thinks he's a woman. Who thinks he's a woman. And yeah. I'll say, okay, maybe he does have this mental condition. But should any woman, as a condition of employment to the United States of America, be have to be visually violated on a daily basis as a condition for employment? Absolutely not. We have filed a lawsuit. Uh, But this kind of scenario will be massively replicated all across the United States, also in our public schools uh, as well uh, as a matter of statutory mandate, and even uh, athletic competition. Uh, We're going to to see that uh, replicated with men competing in women's sports. We at Pacific Justice Institute are already working with a number of states, helping them pass state legal reforms, law reforms in this regard, but if the Equality Act is passed, all we'll have is the Constitution of the United States as our final defense. And I do not want to have to go there if we don't have to.
1: Well, just this week, the Biden administration's Department of Justice uh, made arguments against two states, I think West Virginia and Arkansas, where they're saying the Constitution of the United States somehow mandates transgender rights over Christian rights. Uh, and obviously, Biden is confused on this. He's confused in, in other ways, too. But, but in particular, as a matter of law, what does the Constitution say versus these little discrimination laws?
2: Well. The Constitution says nothing about transgender rights uh, or same-sex rights, uh, but what we're talking about these these cases, I mean, it's, it's outrageous. We're talking about a Christian college being mandated by the government to let boys go into girls' locker rooms and showers in, in terms of dormitory housing, et cetera, uh, even though it's in violation of their of their faith, or the student cannot go and attend that college um, with using Pell Grant funding. Well, Students, particularly lower income from lower income families, they need Pell Grant funding in order to have an education. And for the government to say, oh yeah, you can have an education, but we the government are going to make sure you don't get a Christian education wow. because of our new mandates that have nothing to do with the Constitution, uh, this is it's very important. And I'm somewhat optimistic because of President Trump's appointment appointments at the end of the day, that the Biden administration is going to, uh, to fail and that they're, they're, going, the they're going Court. to lose this for the Supreme Court. Uh,
1: I want to encourage people to sign our petition. Go to PrayInJesusName.org and click on the word equality and say no to the misnamed Equality Act. Visit PrayInJesusName.org, sign that petition. Brad, I want to pray with you before we close. Uh, Father in heaven, I ask your blessing on Brad Dacus and and the Pacific Justice Institute and their 15 lawyers now in 13 states and the hundreds of clients who need religious freedom, who are being represented now pro bono. Father, we ask you you to provide the finances that big donors would step up and support PJI, uh, that, that your provision would ultimately prevail not just at the Supreme Court, but in the Court of Heaven. And God, you are the righteous judge, and we appeal to you to defend our pastors and preachers and their religious freedoms through the work of this fine lawyer. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our guest has been Brad Dacus. Uh, He's a great guy. Visit pacificjustice.org to learn about him. Uh, We'll take a short break. We'll be right back.
2: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN
1: News. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years. But now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. PrayInJesusName.org is our website, or you can call us at 866-ObeyGod. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Thank you for watching, please donate to help us bring you these kind of victories. You can donate at our website, PrayInJesusName.org. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, do not neglect to do what is good and share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today.